Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. All right. Cincinnati's Q102 Jeff and Jen. It's, let's see, 15 after 7. We're looking at sunshine today and a high near 60. And I think we have a little cold dip tomorrow where we drop into the 40s and then we uh, warm back up into the 60s. But long range forecast has us in the 60s pretty consistently. And it's 48 here at Cincinnati's Q102. Um, I was just reading this morning that I, so I was so out of touch from the news this weekend. I just wasn't really watching a, a whole lot of TV and, uh, you know, I would get little alerts on my phone. I would get headlines, but I wasn't really clued in as to what was going on. And then I heard, I guess yesterday, president Trump extended the shutdown to April 30th and said that people need to need to take the social distancing thing more seriously to keep it as short as possible. The peak, the highest point of death rates, remember this, is likely to hit in two weeks. Nothing would be worse than declaring victory before the victory is won. Therefore, we will be extending our guidelines to April 30th to slow the spread. The next two weeks and during this period, it's very important that everyone strongly follow the guidelines. The better you do, the faster this whole nightmare will end. Yeah, I was confused by that because I missed the whole 15-day thing that he originally recommended. You never saw him holding up the card to the 15-day? Uh, probably. <laughs> I haven't been watching the national presidential press conferences as much as I've been into the Mike DeWine Ohio press conferences just because conveniently the Mike DeWine press conferences are at two o'clock and that's my midday <laughs> wine time. So it works out for yes. <laughs> president Trump's in the middle of happy hour. He comes on whenever he wants though. Not that he yeah. can't, yeah, you he's know, cause he's the kind of inconsistent. 36. Yeah. yeah like, 36 ish. He also will just come on at like 11 AM or noon and be like, Hey, I'm here. You yeah. Know? I never really know it's when all he's over coming the place. On. Sometimes I, I struggle to follow him. Sometimes I feel like he kind of, goes all over the place um zigzags I, I struggle goes back and forth on some things yeah 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 uh, well he's you know love him or not he's not the world's greatest public speaker you know well he i guess the governor of new jersey phil murphy was giving his press conference and was talking about some idiot in New Jersey who got arrested Friday night for throwing a coronavirus party with the DJ and everything. Duh. And cops showed up, found 47 people crammed into this tiny apartment that was only 550 square feet. Let me give you an example of something not to do. <laughs> and we are not going to be shy about naming and shaming those who can't get this message into their heads. Oh. Last night, right here in Mercer County, Ewing Township Police broke up a party with 47 people, including a DJ, crammed into a 550-square-foot apartment. The organizer was charged, as they should have been, and deserved to be. Mm. Wow. I saw, too, in Kentucky, that was one of the things that Governor Bashir talked about was that I guess there was like some kind of kegger, university kegger before they all left in March to go on spring oh, break. Oh, right. And, I heard about that. And they had like a big like corona party, coronavirus party, and someone at the party ended up testing positive. So they had to like put out this whole big thing about how you shouldn't have been gathering. Right. 
Although, guys, I got to tell you, I I ventured out yesterday and I was driving up Reading Road through North Avondale, and I mean the parks were full, man. I mean it was a beautiful day, so I get it. But there's so they were, many. Everybody people. was right on oh, top of each other. There yeah. was no social distancing at all. No. Yeah. I thought they were closing the parks though. Like we were driving around, and I saw a lot of. Um, and I don't know, it was like parts of Hamilton County and parts of Butler County where they had caution tape around some of the swings. They had caution tape around some of those like uh, picnic areas. Some parks had the gates closed. Yeah, that may be a case in some parks, but I also think that there are more people than there are officers to enforce it. And some tells yeah, me they got sure. their hands full right now. I know I read yeah. that uh, the playgrounds were going to be closed. The park would stay open so people could walk trails oh, and okay. do that kind of stuff. But that, that area no is playing on all the equipment, be, right? You know, where, yeah, that, they shut that stuff down. Right. Gotcha. So I guess. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The question that, that basically everyone in the world is asking us is when will life go back to normal? And I guess the vague answer is when around 60 to 80 percent of the population is resistant to the virus, you know, they figure that out, you know, well, either from the vaccine or because they got it or recovered or developed a temporary immunity. Tracking it is really hard. And that's right. I mean, like, so how do you because how do you know when you're at 60 or 80 percent? Yeah, you you don't really. So it it, it boils down to just taking your best guess, I guess. So the Atlantic interviewed several epidemiologists who gave four possible timelines for the U.S. One to two months, three to four months, four to 12 months. Oh, wow. And 12 to 18 months or longer. And what are what are the Vegas betting odds? Which one should we go with? <laughs> What are the? What, well, I mean, are they giving us an indication where you know where we are on that curve yet? Well, I was hoping it'd be one to two months, but the experts right. think that's that's unlikely. But if somehow coronavirus turns out to not be as serious as it seems to be, then one to two months would be more plausible. Three to four months could happen if we learn that lots of people have gotten the virus and worked through it with minor symptoms and developed immunity. Um, mm-hmm. That scenario would require the U.S. getting up to speed, though, on testing and possibly scientists quickly developing a treatment that can help ease those symptoms and maybe even pre- prevent some deaths from the virus. Um, but four to 12 months, a lot of people are settling on four to 12 months, which is just impossible to wrap our brains around. But 
Well, and that's a big number. Four to 12. I mean, they're going to have to break that down. Four to six, six yeah. to eight, eight to four to eight months is a huge difference. Right. Well, they believe that it's going to flare up in certain areas at certain times. So like they believe that New York could see a peak in the next week or so, because that's already sort of been a hot spot for the last couple of weeks. And then places where they haven't had a lot of cases, they don't expect cases to peak for at least four to six weeks. So yeah. it's really anybody's guess. But they think it's going to be one of those rolling geographical things where it's obviously not the entire country at once. We're going to see these hot spots move around. I saw Hopefully too, it- Jeff, over the weekend, did you see where Amy Acton and I think they were saying that they're projecting mid-May for Ohio to be the, a peak, right? Yeah. Did you see that? And and I think part of it is, is because we're, A, we're late to the party, and B, I think we've done a really good job in the state of Ohio compared to other states at I responsible social distancing. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally yeah. I mean, it's been that. painful, but I think that's where it's helped us. Mm-hmm. I'm I am just wondering what the psychological what's what kind of impact it's going to have when this thing ends and and I think of this because I know that being on bed rest for 6 months and doing this before you know it's coming back to me <laughs> as I've been in the house now you know for a couple for a week um, Are you at least going out for walks or maybe like? Oh yeah, I'm going outside, and I mean, with this move, I mean, I've been busy, right. you know. I, but I and and I know that this is going to hit harder once I'm settled and I'm just I'm just hunkered down and and not doing a million different things. But I can tell you, it became hard to leave the house. Like mm-hmm. once the six months was up because there was this psychologically, this grounding or this rooting or this severe nesting that happened. And it was nesting because of fear. You know, I was afraid that I was going to lose my baby. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a fear based cocoon that I created. Right. And that's exactly what I'm doing now, too. And so I went because it's just, you know, I'm not going out because I'm afraid. I don't want to get sick and I don't want anybody else to get sick. So, you know, it's out of fear that I'm doing it. And so when the time comes for us to go back outside again, that's a fear that we're going to have to learn to work through and let go of. Hmm. Or it's going to, I mean, I can see like an increase in my social anxiety happening after this is over. Mm hmm. Just because that I've got that fear so ingrained in me that I don't want to be around other people because other people might get me sick and then I might get people sick. You right. know what I mean? And there I are do. those people who they may be handling that aspect of it okay, but they're so freaked out over the economic impact this is having because maybe they're a 1099 employee or this is right. just decimating their business and they don't know how they're going to recover from it. And, you know, what right. will what will the economic climate be like when this is over? And it's anybody's and then I would put the third group of uh, people are the ones that have been home now for three weeks and are going bonkers. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm over this. What I'm I'm over that. That's someone that's sleeping in the room next to me that's currently in that space. Oh boy! Yeah. And, well, and then you like, have yeah, yeah. Ahead, uh, uh, and then you have the parents. I I've 
I've seen so many moms that are just breaking down because they're like, I can't teach my chill. I can't be a, a mother and a full time teacher with my my kids. I you know, oh yeah, that's hard. And having and having that breakdown and. I mean, there are so many different ways to experience fear in this thing. And I think it will help us all when we have those moments of losing our patience with other people to recognize that they may not be freaking out in the same way that we are, but their way is just as valid and is just as scary. And so if we can cut each other a break in these moments, just knowing that they're suffering too... I think that's going to go a long way. And yeah. I just think that that's the this. hard part, though, is like cutting the brakes. It's like all we're looking for is sometimes. And I just dealt with a lot of this over the weekend because it's just like you're cooking everything. You're cleaning everything. You're trying to mom. You're trying to work. You're trying to do all those things. And for me, it was like the guilt of not being able to do it all really started to get to me. And then I was like, I need to just take a time out for myself. And I think you that need- that's important for us to remember, too, that. If you need to take the time out for yourself, do it. Yeah. Take, I mean, self care is just going to be so incredibly important. I mean, whatever that is, <laughs> if it's sitting on the toilet for 20 minutes, do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or even sitting, I mean, that's the thing. I had that realization over the, because I'm trying to potty train Penelope during all this. And I'm like, did I take too much on? You know, did I, do I think that I could do all of this? Am I taking too much on? And I had to mentally, put myself back into a different spot of life like okay you can do these things you just have to focus on making it happen well and you can ask yourself that question too did I take too much on and if the answer is yes then don't judge yourself for it but decide whether or not that's something you really want to keep doing right you know this is a great chance to let go of stuff I would like to know what Penelope has in the bag she is just beside herself because she wants me to open these Intamin's Little Bites blueberry muffins. And, and did she bring enough for everybody? Oh, she did, actually. And she was oh, just telling you guys a few minutes ago, they're blueberry, and she's showing them to you on our little <laughs> video camera. Mm. Show them they to- look pretty. How many in See? a bag? <laughs> I love it. I think How many in a are, bag? I think there's four or five in a bag. I can't remember. Enough for everybody. Very good job. That should do it. Very good job. Yeah. She's like, oh, wait, there's another bag over here. This one's for Tim. Oh, she already ate it. Sorry. Maybe uh, later, Tim. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Anyways, that's the thing three. that I think it's it's challenging. I already ate that one. I already yeah. ate that one. <laughs> 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 She's so funny. Gosh, she laughs like you. Yeah. There you go, guys. <laughs> is that a sometimes food or is that an everyday food? It's both. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, Depends does on sugar, who you're talking about. Right. Does sugar have the same effect on her that it has on you? Oh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we, I told you we've been doing the potty training. So, you know, if she goes number one, at when she was at school and she would go number one, she would get a few M&Ms. And if she goes number two, she gets a pink candy from the pink candy ball fairy. And so yesterday she had like two... Two number ones and two number twos within like, I don't know, an hour and a half. And she was like, not ah! like, oh, no, maybe candy isn't the best reward. Wow. I love the pink candy ball fairy. Yes. 
<laughs> he comes to our house. It's a male. I love it. Pink it's a candy dude. ball fairy is a male, and he stops by um, and leaves little pink candy balls <laughs> when she goes number two, and then she has to find them. And I call. So him you make her work him. twice. She yeah. just did the duty, and you, Listen, then you're going to make her find her treats. And you got to get in where you fit in and do the work. You got to do the work at this house. <laughs> a poop's not enough to get a treat. You got to find it too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's you know, and you want to talk about like challenging part. Like I will, I like being on the air with you guys is awesome. But when she wakes up in the morning and I'm here, she is like a moth to a flame, man. Like yeah. I gotta oh, talk yeah. to my mom. Right. I need to get a hug. <laughs> yeah. It's time to snuggle. Where's my food? I need a drink. Morning I don't check. care. My muffins. Sure. Yes, I need a muffin. And that's me like here. That's why I think I'm creating this monster when it comes to food and eating. Because I'm like, stop talking to mommy. Here's a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Hey, at least you're conscious of it. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm going to be. A <laughs> well, I'm going to be responsible for all of her messed up stuff in life. The mommy issues have began. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just uh, going through my email. So one thing I've noticed that's coronavirus is there are so many more emails than ever before. I mean, there were a lot of emails before, but now they have just exponentially exploded. There are so many emails because everybody's teleconferencing and video conferencing and working remotely and communicating by email. Hence, oh, oh, and then, then comes... The reply all. all. Everybody's <laughs> replying all. Why? Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to reply all when you're just saying thank you. Thanks, Fritz. Well, everybody else needs to know that you're thankful, Jeff. Well, yeah, I guess. Every You're thanking everyone. You're not just thanking the sender. You're sending thanks to all. Oh, I but see. it's also, that goes back to the amount of interactions I think people are having. Because if people aren't having a ton of interactions... You know, mm-hmm. within their house at their self, I think they feel the need to communicate maybe through yep. a reply all or a group text like my mom, bless her heart. You know, she doesn't have a ton of interactions going on home. So we're like on a group thread for our family, but it's like everybody's replying back, replying back. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have 27 text messages and I just literally went to the bathroom. Well, yeah, it's that screeching halt. It's such a jar to people who move and go a lot. Like I imagine for both Tim and Fritch, this has got to be really hard because how much are you guys on your regular day to day schedule? How much time did you spend in your homes? Oh, not a ton. I had especially before Penelope. When I got home from work, I would chill. I would get some stuff done. Until about four thirty, when Chris would get home, and then we would go do stuff. So yeah. now we're we're not doing stuff unless you're it's, there a lot. I need to go to the grocery store, which happened once in the last eight days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We went for a drive the other day just to get out of the house. Guys, I got to switch gears here for a second. We got Nine News Consumer Reporter John Matteris on the special Q102 hotline this morning, so you don't waste your money. Hey, John. Good morning, Jeff and guys. And uh, boy, I know you guys are all spread out, and uh, it's crazy. You know, at uh, Channel Nine, uh, we're pretty much spread out. All the reporters are working from home now because you know you worry about somebody just picking something up and bringing it into the building, and I'm sure it's the same way there. 
yeah, we don't want everybody in the studio. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I was almost tempted. I was taking, like, screenshots of all of the area newscasts because it seems like everyone in town has got at least, you know, one or two people on camera that are from home. And I noticed, like, some people are just letting beards grow out and some people have their pets in the background. And yeah, it's just a kind of television we've never seen. Yeah, yeah, so see the uh, the weather people at a lot of the stations are now broadcasting from home. Or you've got an anchor at home or a sportscaster in his, uh, you know, in his den or living room. Or something. Yeah, I love seeing it's Steve crazy. Raleigh down in his uh, man cave there with a the big flat screen TV. I know. It's I fun to see to everyone's up. furniture. I want a wider too. shot to show like the, uh, the uh, you know, the wet bar and the little right. refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. I want to see more of that because that looks fun. Nine, and it's CPO Cribs. Yeah, yeah. That's what, uh, everybody's doing. I'll tell you what people are asking me though, because uh, I get swamped with uh, Facebook messages and emails. And the biggest question right now, the past few days, that twelve hundred dollars stimulus check. Everybody wants to know about that. Yeah, when's that coming, and who's getting one? Yeah, it's supposed to come in the next three weeks. So around mm-hmm. mid-April, they're saying now the checks should go out. And the question is, well, is it a check? Is it a direct deposit? They're still finalizing that. But it's going to come to whatever you use for your last taxes when you filed with the IRS. So that address that you used, if it's a paper check, and they're finalizing it right now in the next week or so, if it's mail, it's going to be mailed to that address. And if it's direct deposit, which I think would probably be safer for most people these days, a direct deposit would go to the direct deposit that your tax refund went into if they had your bank account. So mm-hmm. look for that. It's all based on your last uh, tax filing from last year. But then the question is, who gets it? Well, if you make under $99,000 a year, $99,000 a year as a single person, you should get a check, $1,200 from Uncle Sam. Nice. Uh, the stimulus. And that's really nice. But then yeah. people are saying, well, wait a minute. You know, I don't make enough to file taxes. And that's an issue because how are they going to find you? How are they going to know where you are if yeah. you don't make enough money to file taxes? Hmm. And that's something they're working on where if you don't file because you don't make enough or, or you're on disability or something, um, you may have to file a tax return in the next few weeks just so they have an address for you to send it to. So that's something people are asking. And then the other issue are all these independent workers. You know, if you're somebody who's like a hairdresser, you know, and you don't work for a company. You're an independent, or you're, you're a gig worker. You right. Know? Uh, they're, they're, what they're doing is they're trying to make it so that gig workers and independent contractors, and there's so many of them. Think of, you know, you work in a nail salon or something, that, that those people are able to get the stimulus checks. And they've also, uh, the states have been real good about this, Ohio, Kentucky, that they should be able to get unemployment. Because in the past, if you were just, you know, a part-time gig worker doing a little food delivery or something, you don't you don't qualify for unemployment insurance because you're your own company. You're your own boss. Right. You know? uh, and now they're changing the rules that you should be able to get unemployment as well. So hopefully lots of people listening right now will be getting those $1,200 checks in the next three weeks. And, wow, a lot of people could really use them. I would think, you know, if you are a 1099 employee in that situation, like a delivery driver or working for Instacart or, you know, I know Kroger had that job fair over the weekend, like that would be the place to go, at least temporarily, no? Yeah, yeah, that that definitely, uh, definitely would be. And I tell you, you know, so many people are out of work because their little small business has closed, 
but Kroger is hiring. They need people, and Amazon is hiring. They need people. So those are two companies in the air, big companies that, that need more workers. If suddenly you have no income and you're like, oh, boy, you know, what do I do? You might want to try them. Kroger, a great place to work, and they really need people. All right. Well, John, we always love it when you check in. Thanks for saving us money. Yeah, and hopefully I can, you know, come back in a few weeks and and May and we can get back to normal. But uh, but we'll see. Much more coverage tonight on uh, Channel 9. So don't waste your money. All right, buddy. We missed Take it. Take care, it John. easy. Thanks, John. Yeah, I, I mentioned Instacart. Uh, you heard they're thinking of going on strike. Can, really? And can, Why? And can you imagine the impact that would have if they did? Not no. good. That's how I got my groceries last week, which I was the first time I've ever done that. And it was so amazing. I loved it. Yeah, a group called the Gig Workers Collective is calling for a nationwide walkout. They've been asking Instacart to provide workers with hazard pay and protective gear, among other demands. Uh, Instacart said Sunday it would soon provide workers with a new hand sanitizer upon request and outlined changes to its tip system. I, I hope if you're financially able, if you're fortunate enough to be able to tip these folks better than, say, you normally would, boy, I'll tell you, now's a really good time. And uh, while some workers say they intend to join the strike for at least a day or have stopped filling orders already for fear of getting the virus, other newer workers are just so happy to have a paying job right now at a time of, mass layoffs in other industry that, you know, I, it, it's hopeful that this strike will not last long if it if it has much of an impact at all. Oh, yeah. You That's know? scary to know. So speaking of the stimulus checks, I guess there's some big scam. Scammers are trying to get people's relief check money. A guy in Florida got a fake check in the mail last week along with instructions telling him to go to a specific location. But uh, as John was pointing out, most people will be getting that money through direct deposit and any real checks won't be sent out for another few weeks. Like it says, uh, time sensitive, fast tracked, open immediately, do not bend, stuff like that. I wanted to post that as soon as I could because I know that some people, especially like people like my grandma, would have fallen for stuff like that. It's just not right the way that they did it. Yeah. Yeah. So don't get scammed. Hmm. Could use a check. I know. I'm sitting there thinking that check. too. That would be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I do notice that I'm spending a lot less money. You know, because obviously we're not going out. We're not doing entertainment. We're not traveling. Are you ordering food in a lot? Are you door dashing a lot? Uh, not really. I mean, yes. Um, maybe a little more, but not much more. You know, I'm still making stuff at home. Like I'll go I- stock up at Kroger. I keep worrying about our electric bill because I feel like everybody's got something plugged in all the time, whether it's our phones or our computers, the lights are on. Electricity and water is probably going up. That was going to be my second thing because we were out playing in the water a little bit over the weekend because it was really nice outside. And I was like, oh my gosh, how much is our water bill going to be now that we're all home all day, going to the bathroom, showering, you know, Your cooking. water bill will only go up probably a buck or two, but the sewer charges will probably go up $75. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Man, Although I have Southwest water, and it's pretty amazing, Tim. So if you're ever thinking about coming on out to Butler County, buddy, come on. I mean, that might be a reason. <laughs> <laughs> <The> sewage rates. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, they're saying that um, with respect to social distancing, I guess if someone sneezes, that, that six feet of social distancing isn't anywhere near enough. They're saying, oh, those, really? The, I, I was thinking about this yesterday, too, when it was really windy. I was like, if you're outside and you're six feet mm. away from someone and they were to cough or sneeze, is that going to make it worse for you to get the coronavirus? Or well, even with not just coughing, can the wind blow germs off of their shoulder and onto you? Ooh, How does point. that work? Well, with, even without wind, when someone sneezes, their droplets can travel 26 feet. So, yeah, in windy conditions like that, I'd run the hell in the other direction. It could go miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sneezed yesterday. I was carrying something and didn't have time to sneeze into anything. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I was home alone. So, you know. Instinctually, I didn't sure. immediately feel like a big deal because here I'm home alone. But then I'm like, oh, crap. Was the light coming in the window? Could you see how far it traveled? No. Whoa, it's way over there. <laughs> but I bet it went away. Bet it felt good, though, right? Letting that oh, it did. Out. It feels so good to sneeze because my allergies have been, I've been sneezing a lot. My allergies is ah. I know I noticed that too yesterday, Jen. I was thinking about you because every, we were walking. We've been walking up and down the street almost every day just because it's an easy way for us to be able to get out of our house. Mm-hmm. But everything is in bloom. All the magnolia trees, the dogwoods, all of the flowers are starting to come up, which is beautiful to look at. But at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, no. It nuts. can hurt. If you got yeah. the seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. But sneezing, that is one relief. I mean, if I sneeze, I don't freak out thinking I might have the coronavirus. Well, that's Because good. sneezing is not a symptom of the coronavirus. I've looked at a lot of different charts. <laughs> the ones that compare the flu to the coronavirus to yeah. allergies to the common cold. So you can kind of see... I'm okay sneezing. I saw Matt Damon doing a PSA about social distancing. Yeah. Um, In fact, the entire cast of the 2011 movie Contagion made educational coronavirus PSAs. And here's just a little clip of the one that Matt Damon did. Social distancing. It means stay six feet away from another person. Okay. It means not gathering in groups. Uh-huh. And it means staying home or sheltering in place if that's what government officials are telling you to do. Okay. You can actually sit on the couch or in a chair like I'm doing and watch TV and save a life at the same time. You can work from home. You can use social media to communicate. You can save a few more. Now is the time to spend all the time you want staring at your phone or your tablet. And if anybody gives you a hard time about it, tell them not to bother you because you are saving lives. That's right. Just make sure that you tell them that from six feet away. We can all do this together just by staying apart. Other generations have been asked to do extraordinary things. We're being asked to just stay at home. Yeah. I'm not just watching Netflix. I'm saving lives here, people. That's right. That's right. Did I tell you that John Bon Jovi thinks his 17-year-old son may have like a mild version of COVID-19? Yeah. I guess he was around someone that had tested positive for Jake it. Jake had a mild mm-hmm. version of it, just the intestinal kind, uh, really? now passed. So we're all even more so watching that we don't develop any symptoms. He did not get a test, and it was pretty difficult to get one, but it stemmed from some other young guys that we had taken in here that also tested 
they were tested and tested positive and mm -hmm. had the same symptoms, but they had left. And, uh, and so we just followed those same protocols. Hmm. Yeah, we also mentioned earlier that uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced on Friday that he is self-isolating after testing positive for the virus. Hi, folks, I want to bring you up to speed with something that's happening today, which is that I've developed mild symptoms of the coronavirus. That's to say a temperature and a, a persistent cough. And on the advice of the chief medical officer, I've taken a test that has come out positive. So... I am working from home, I'm self-isolating, and that's entirely the right thing to do. Yeah, the world is also keeping a close eye on Queen Elizabeth this morning, and this is a little scary. One of her royal footmen has tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, no. This comes after Prince Charles announced he has it. Uh, the royal footman, if you don't don't follow British royalty if you don't watch The Crown. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> this is a guy who spent a lot of time with the Queen, like bringing her meals, walking her dogs, doing other tasks for her. And keep in mind, I mean, Queen Elizabeth, she's 93 years old. Her husband, Prince Philip, is 98. On March, oh, wow. I didn't know he was that old. Oh, yeah. And on March 19th, they relocated from Buckingham Palace to Windsor Castle just, just to get the hell away from people. You know, just and they severely cut down on support staff. So, you know, let's hope the guy didn't have it right. when he was around her. Right. So, oh, and by the way, you can all relax. Betty White is fine. A lot of people were concerned about <laughs> Betty White this month because she's 98. Yeah. And the coronavirus is running rampant. And her name even trended on social media at times with people wondering how she's doing. And she is fine. According to TMZ, Betty is safe. She's relaxing okay. at home. She's taking the proper precautions. So, no, Betty White is not out on the town in Los Angeles. She's self-isolating in her estate. <laughs> she has very limited in-person interactions. And she's only coming in contact with a few equally cautious people who are handling all of her important errands and grocery runs and Things of that That's nature. good. So, yeah. I saw a meme going around, though, that was like, stay at home because you could be the person that gives it to the person that gives it to the person that gives it to Betty White. Right. And then you would be responsible for killing Betty White. Exactly. <laughs> yep. You don't want to do that. No. No. So stay home. Now, can someone check on Bob Barker, please? I'm very concerned oh. about him. He's up there, too. He is up Way. there. Yeah. Should probably take a break here. By the way, we got a brand new second date update coming up next. But first, to check on those roads, here's Toria. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.